0: Julie.
1: Hi, Christine. How are you?
0: I'm good. I, I had to have some late afternoon, early evening coffee because I I did not sleep very well last night.
1: Oh no. Why didn't you sleep very good last night? What happened?
0: I am going to play something for our podcast listeners, but if when I edit, it causes too much ear bleeding, I'm going to edit it out. Okay. So I went to sleep last night with the window open. Like, you know, it was really nice out last night. Yeah. And it's funny because a few days ago I had a guest over and she said, do you guys have any foxes around here? And I said, oh yeah, we do. But I haven't seen one yet this year. Okay. I said that like two days ago. Okay. And then last night with the window open, I'm going to give you a today years old because my guess is you do not know what a fox sounds like.
1: What does the fox say? Did you know that there's like a kid's song called? What does the fox say?
0: What does the song say? A fox says. What's the next line?
1: I don't think anything, actually. I think it just goes. I've never heard a fox. I don't know what a fox says, but I'm really excited to hear what it says. And Melomaniacs.
0: You may want to get ready to turn it down. I just think it's important that people know that when you're asleep Mm -hmm. and you hear this.
1: Oh, God, I'm (gasps) sorry. That is a woman being tortured (gasps) in a basement.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I learned that that is the sound of a fox like last year or the year before, maybe, because they come around in the spring. I live in the country, guys. They come in the spring and they have their babies. So there was a place where we always saw said Fox last year and the year before. And we did a little uh-huh. Googling and realized that, you know, they were probably creating their nest. So this time of year, they're getting their nest together to have babies. And so they're protecting it.
1: Oh my gosh. And
0: that is the fucking sound they make.
1: Is it like, Repeat like over and over and over and over again.
0: Yes, it is the sound of a woman being stabbed to death in the woods. Oh, and I my know, it's a fox because the first time we heard it, we Googled it. <laughs> but when you're like, when you haven't heard the fox in a year because our little fox hasn't been here since last year, I mm-hmm. woke up and I was like, What's going on outside? And Dana's like, It's the fox. And then I was like, What if it's eating our cats? <laughs> right i mean the cat will go up a tree the fox isn't going to eat a cat i was in sleep and stupor but i just <laughs> want you to know that that is what a fucking fox sounds like and it's horrible and he's mm-hmm. probably going to do it every night for the next few weeks now at least like i think my sleeping brain will go it's fox christine don't get up
1: mm, right now you're like okay that's just part of living in the country like, Yes. Yeah, but
0: like i just it. wanted you to hear that okay thank you Thank you. Now I know
1: if I hear. Well, I don't know. I, I wonder really how many
0: people have dialed nine one one for a woman being killed when it's really a fox.
1: Oh, that's 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 what I was thinking. I was like, I don't want to like pass it off as just a fox when I could be saving a woman's life from a serial killer.
0: I mean, there could be up. an entire Dateline.
1: I was just about to say, I, I you could end up on Dateline. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: I mean, because okay, gonna... of these times I might ignore it, thinking it's a fox, and it really is a woman. Right. I know if you're a woman and you come hang out in the woods of my house at night, and you scream, I won't come save you because I'll think you're a fox. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I just want to That's tell you that. Okay. Do you have a today years old?
1: So. I, I, I heard somebody say something today and I, I jotted it in my notes and I was like, okay, I need to look this up or I'll, and I never got around to looking it up. So I thought I'd just bring it up and you can tell me if it's two days old or if it's even wrong or whatever. Okay. So someone said, yeah, I was really just taken aback by that. And I'm like, oh, I, does she mean <laughs> taken back? Is it taking aback or taking back, taken back?
0: What is it? I believe it's taken T-A-K-E-N.
1: Okay.
0: A back,
1: A-B-A-C-K. I always thought it was taken. I was just, just so taken back by it, but it's taken a back.
0: I mean, I could be wrong, but okay, good. That's a good one. Yeah. Taken a back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I have a little one. I okay. bought lots of groceries because I was having guests over the weekend mm-hmm. and I was putting my groceries away. And for the very first time, I was starting to put hamburger meat in the refrigerator and right. things were pretty stuffed in there. So I started putting it in one of the drawers. Okay. And I noticed that the drawer that I was putting the meat in was the one that said "Crisper." Oh, yeah. And I thought, hmm.
1: Is it Crisper or Crisp?
0: It, it is. It, yeah, says, it, on the refrigerator. it says. It says. Crisper on okay. the drawer. On the other drawer, it just says fresh. <laughs> okay. But this drawer said crisper. And I thought, because usually I put produce in those drawers. Okay. So I mm-hmm. thought, if I put hamburger meat in the crisper drawer, will I get crispy? So I Googled it. And crisper drawers are bins that give more humidity than the rest of the refrigerator. And they usually have like a little sliding thing to give it more or less humidity. Mine does not have that.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, how does the drawer know to give itself more or less humidity? What's happening in that drawer to give it more humidity? I don't know the answer to that. I think it's bullshit.
1: Yeah. I call bullshit. I
0: think it's like when you press the button on a crosswalk and it never really changes. Those are just there. So you think you have control. I actually read an article about that one time, or maybe it was a documentary that they touched on buttons that are fake, that they just make you feel a certain way. Like the open closed doors on an elevator, they never work. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they pretty much never work. It's like a trick.
1: Oh, Wow. And crosswalks
0: never fucking work. Like they just never work. Oh, my God. So I feel like this is a scam. I did read something science a CRISPR drawer set to low okay. humidity. Let's out some of the ethylene gases that lead to faster rotting, thereby keeping these what? fruits and vegetables fresher, longer. I'm going to tell you right now, that is some gosh darn bullshit. Do you know how yeah, much cilantro bullshit. has gone bullshit. to shit in my crisper drawer?
1: <laughs> yes, and it gets like slimy and brown. Yeah. I need don't to adjust it. your crisper thing.
0: No, I don't have an adjuster on mine. Mine doesn't have an adjuster.
1: Okay. Yeah, look at bullshit. yours. I'll look at mine.
0: Look, I want to know if yours has a little slidey thing, and I want you to experiment with kale or whatever people like you put in there. <laughs>
1: people like me, I people like me are more. That's more people like my wife because she is incredibly particular about the groceries and where they go. She'll do the grocery shopping. I can only unload them out of the bag, but when it comes time to put that stuff away, I I step away. She's got to do it because if I put it in the wrong place, I'll hell breaks loose.
0: We well, need to ask her if she knows what the CRISPR drawer is for. I bet she'll go, oh, yeah. It's so that ethylene gas can be uh, emitted from the fruit. She'll probably know it. She
1: probably will know. She does have a wealth of, like, random knowledge. That's like, yeah. one of the things I love about her. She's a yeah. food person, too. She is a food person. This
0: is a podcast where we talk about songs. We talk about the lyrics to those songs. And we talk about what those lyrics might mean. We talk about what they mean to us, what we think they mean to other people. And then we talk about what they really mean. And it is your turn to have a song. And you have a song.
1: I do. And I don't know that song. You don't know that song. and You don't know what I'm about to do. Okay. We are going to talk about musical feuds. Much like when someone says something that pisses you off and you feel the need to go slap them on stage. Some Some famous people like to do that. Go slap them on stage or steal the microphone from them on stage or do something really silly. Some famous people like to write a song about it. And today we are going to talk about just a couple of the most prominent to me and ones that stand out to me, musical feuds that were translated through musical lyrics.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. This seems
0: very timely considering what happened at the Oscars.
1: Exactly. And that's why I've been wanting to do a specific song. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then that that happened. The first thing I thought of when I first saw the incident at the Oscars I was like, oh, yes, I'm totally going to do this topic.
0: Okay. Okay. okay, Okay.
1: I don't know exactly what's the best way to go about this because I am going to discuss a couple different incidences. I'm Like I said, I'm just pulling from some of the ones that I think are the most prominent. And also you there's a lot of musical feuds and famous people feuds, but not all of them are translated through music. You know, like Miley Cyrus and Sinead O'Connor had beef, but nobody wrote a song about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I wanted to hone in on the ones that people use their creative outlet and, you know, dealt with it. So okay. I'm going to kind of talk about them and then we're going to talk about what people, like the songs that they wrote and we'll kind of just talk about it. So this is going to be a fun one. Love it. Without further ado. So we're going to first talk about Taylor Swift and Kanye West, which is probably like, if you Google musical feud, it's like the first one that pops up. It's like the most, like, you know, people talk about it the most. This one has the most lyrical um, backlash. Like both of them went back and forth with lyrics, which is really cool. And we all know that Taylor Swift is like a big storyteller. So yes. it started in 2009 When Taylor won Best um, Female Music Award at the VMAs, it was like the height of her career. She was really young still. I think it was her first MTV award. Kanye West jumped up on stage, stole the mic from her and said, hold on, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had the best video, one of the best videos ever made. And then he gave the microphone back and he went off and she was just like, uh, Mm
0: -hmm, and so mm -hmm.
1: it would cause a lot of stir. So he then apologized and like publicly apologized and he was, you know, and it kind of just was like, okay, no big deal. He apologized. Everything's fine. But then Taylor performed at the next video music awards and her introduction to her performance was like a clip of that incident happening. And it was kind of like, a remember Ooh. this? And then she Ooh. she sang a song called Innocent, which is funny. And I think that's why the beef really, the, it didn't get swept under the rug after his apology because she she still was like, you know, had beef about it. So mm-hmm. then she performed the song Innocent, which she has come right out and said, This is about him. So, a, a couple lyrics from this fr- from that song Innocent that she wrote after that incident with Kanye. So she says, I guess you really did it this time, left yourself in your war path, lost your balance on a tightrope, lost your mind trying to get it back. Wasn't it easier in your lunchbox days? always a bigger bed to crawl into. Wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? So that's kind of like a little, yeah, it's like a jab kind of like grow the fuck up Kanye. Like you're acting like a kid, your lunchbox days. This reminds
0: me of the song that Tracy did where the opening lines are about meeting in homeroom. Oh, right. So you know that they're like in school. And when she says, wasn't it easier in your lunchbox days, that goes right back to that same sort of like, oh, yeah. you were such a big shot when you were a kid. Oh, you thought you were the shit when you were in school. Life was easier, probably because you were a bully then, like you are a bully now. Right. Exactly. But now you're bullying me, motherfucker on television
1: right so that lunchbox
0: thing really jumps out at me okay right wow. isn't yes. that awesome
1: and you know it's one of the and you know she she was very like upfront she's like yeah that, that song's exactly it's about him yeah it's it's exactly it's about the experience that i felt afterwards how you know he just made me feel and yeah she felt kind of shitty she that. also was,
0: um she also says later in the song wasn't it easier in your firefly catching days Again, like when you were a child, ooh Taylor, I love you more and more.
1: I know, right? Hey, okay. Mm -hmm. There's some yes, so good. And you know, she and the the song is a really like low key, like acoustic song. So like, it's her and a guitar at this performance, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was much of a band, but it was obviously a jab at him. I mean, if you think about it, the, the it wasn't really like blatantly insulting him. She was like, hey, this happened, and I wrote a song about it. But some people would be like, okay, I made an impression on Taylor Swift. That's cool, and just like dust it off. But like he. Obviously, interpreted the lyrics like we're interpreting. I'm like, oh, fuck. you know, was an, an offended by it. Obviously, of course,
0: of course, fragile masculinity mixed with maybe some mental health issues.
1: Exactly, exactly. So then he takes back his apology. He's like, I had fallen into peer pressure. So he receives it. He's like, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not sorry for stealing the microphone from her.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Does he say that he was peer pressured into the apology?
1: That's kind of what he was alluding. Yes.
0: Oh, God. Mm-hmm. What a douche. I know. Okay.
1: Deuce douche canoe.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So then in 2015, they were photographed together at the Grammys. And she had said, I like him as a person. And so she presented him the Video Vanguard Award at the VMAs. And she
0: presented him?
1: Yeah. And she okay. actually, I think this is when it starts to become confusing because she presented to him this award to him. It's not like she, you know, Hey, I'm going to, here's the nominees for this. It was like an actual presentation. And she presented this like big prestigious award, you know, VMA's prestigious kind of award to him. And this is what she said before. I first met Kanye West six years ago at this show. Actually, it seemed like everyone in the world knew about our infamous encounter at the VMAs, but something that you may not no, is it Kanye West's album College Dropout was the very first album my brother and I bought on iTunes when I was 12. I have been a fan of his for, for as long as I can remember because Kanye defines what it means to be a creative force in music, fashion, and well, life. So I guess I have to say to all the other winners tonight, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish, but Kanye West has had one of the greatest careers of all time, oh, right? Queen. Totally. So. It makes me wonder, like, did the VMA producers be like, hey, Taylor, we want you to present this. What do you want to say? Did she come up with it? Or did they say this is what you want to say? Regardless, you have to think. I can't help but think like, hmm, is this just like a, you know, like a media grab? Is this just like a clickbait? Are they just trying to like, what is going on here?
0: Do you think, though, that Taylor Swift would participate in clickbait like that?
1: I don't know but there's a reason why I don't know. And there's a reason why I'm confused and I'm going to proceed and you're Ooh. going to be confused as well. Oh, okay, go, go. Okay, so then things start to heat up after that presentation. Kanye releases the song Famous off his album, The Life of Pablo, where he raps. In his, in his song Famous, he says, Swizz told me, let the beat rock. For my South Side N-words that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex why I made that bitch famous? God damn! I made that bitch famous. No, mm-hmm.
0: he did that after she gracefully gave him that award.
1: Yeah, isn't that weird? So it makes you think, like, okay, did he write that a while ago? Okay, so she kind of inadvertently like lashed back in like this acceptance speech and just kind of like said some things about like do what you like. Everyone thought she was attacking him, but it wasn't like a deliberate. You know, I don't. I didn't even bother to take the speech but she said something and then kim kardashian who is uh, was kanye west's wife at the time she comes forward saying that taylor approved that lyric what that he did in the, in the video fam- for the song famous and she had a phone call recording of that she has a Ooh. video phone call she recorded the phone call between kanye and taylor where taylor like is basically like yeah okay that sounds good that's not too bad. That's not too insulting. But Taylor is like, I never said that. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember ever. That's not true. She denied the conversation. Did Kim ever release this video or audio? She did. And the video, there's, a, there's a clip where Kanye said, OK, this is what I'm going to say. And then she said, oh, that's not that insulting. There was never really anything where she was like, yes, that's, that's perfect. Let's do it. And there was never really anything where she said, oh my God, don't do it. It was very, it alluded to whatever you want to make it seem. And then later there was the full length of the video, I guess, like Kim edited it or like cut it back or something like that more came out. That was like even more confusing. It kind of just was like, okay, so did she approve it or not regardless it's pretty harsh. I, can, I, there, I can't imagine Taylor being like, yeah, sure, you can rap about how you want to have sex with me. There, I can't mm-hmm. imagine
0: her no. agreeing to
1: that. There's I just no so. way. I don't There's think so. There's just no way. So that's what's confusing is like, like you asked, like, do you think that she would participate in some kind of clickbait? It's like, I don't, I don't think that she would, but I, I you know, we don't, we don't really know. So then she released, her next album is called Reputation and two of the songs are, back are spitting back at him and so one of them is this is why we can't have nice things and so there's like a bunch of different like people think that like the whole album was like a jab at him which I don't really think so so she says and this is why we can't have nice things so why'd you have to rain on my parade I'm shaking my head I'm locking the gates this is why we can't have nice things darling because you break them I had to take them away this is why we can't have nice things it was so nice to be friends again. There I was giving you a second chance, but then you stabbed my back while shaking my hand and therein lies the issue. Friends don't try to trick you, get you on the phone and mind twist you. And so I took an ax to amended, amended fence. Cause things were, things were good with that. Yes. They like, they were squashed. Ooh. It was totally fine. She presented him with this like great, yeah. you know? And so she's like, I took an ax to, a, so she yeah,
0: we we mended things, right? So the fence was mended. And then an ax was taken to it.
1: Yeah. Cause she said, get you on the phone and mind twist you. And so I took an ax to a mended fence. So I think that's like her quoting him. Like he right. said, I got you on the phone and I twisted this story up and I got my wife involved in it or whatever.
0: When you first started reading those lyrics, I was like, oh, that's too generic. It's not about Kanye. But then right. when you said I know about the phone call. I was like, oh girl, that is so Kanye.
1: Uh Exactly. Oh girl, that is, I mean, it's like written in like permanent Sharpie marker right there across our faces. Yeah, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's another one. Look what you made me do was also speculation that it was jabs. So she says, I don't like your little games. Don't like your tilted stage. So Kanye, during one of his tours, he had like his stage, like kind of like did like this weird tilting. (gasps) Kind of like elevated. So they,
0: she got him again.
1: Yeah. And then she said, I don't like your perfect crime. How you laugh when you lie. You said the gun was mine isn't cool. No, I don't like you. So, you know, this, you said the gun was mine, maybe saying, alluding to, you said that I participated in this horrible thing and you said that I was part of it. But you know what else I just thought of?
0: That phrase, "Mm -hmm." we can't have nice things. is also something that you say to children, like, because kids, oh, you need to sit down. We can't even have nice things because you're always breaking stuff. It's like something you do to talk down to somebody, which also speaks to his immaturity and those other lines about Mm -hmm. him in high school or as a kid. And knowing what I know about Taylor now, she's purposefully keeping that theme of like looking down on him like he's a child
1: yeah and she's it's what i don't know if there's a word for it. it's almost like an oxymoron she's like obviously but not obviously making it about him yeah you know it's like an oxymoron like it's like this is clearly about him like you were like eh, and then it is and then i mean what just is the, the word
0: that means totally yes and totally no
1: totally yes and totally no um Mar, 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 maybe
0: slightly passive aggressive
1: slightly passive aggressive that's that yeah. but
0: passive aggressive has a negative connotation and i think what she's doing is is way smarter than that so i don't I know totally agree.
1: i totally agree it's genius gosh everything i learned about taylor swift is, it more, is. And more genius i know i love it and i will tell you reputation that the the album that these two songs are on it's probably I don't know. It's one of my favorites because it's the two it's part of the tour that me and Zaylan went to go see her on. It was really like in high energy and she was pissed. She was like pissed off in general. And these songs kind of show that I don't think it was just about Kanye, but she had some anger. Um, let's see. Is there another one? Oh, I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams, mm-hmm. which is funny because Kanye has a song called See You in My Nightmares. Oh my gosh! I know. Okay, we're gonna round up this one really quick, and we're gonna go on to the next feud really quick. But real quick, in addition to this song, the song lyric, the video for the Kanye West song "Famous" had major controversy to begin with. Never mind the 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 jabs at Tanya or at Taylor. The whole video is very weird footage of people that are alluded to be famous. So it's like Kanye, Kim Kardashian, Donald Trump, Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Chris Brown. And I think Amber Rose, who is Kanye's ex, Naked in Bed Together.
0: I'm sorry. What song are we talking about again? Famous? The one that,
1: the, 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 the famous song, the song called Famous, where Kanye said, you know, I think Taylor should owes me sex or whatever.
0: And it has all those And it's really strange on... because,
1: yeah, I don't know if it's like Photoshop, like a bot, like a model's body, and then they Photoshop the face. It's really what? weird. And it looks like it's like a, a home video Ew. And there was, like it's hard. You can't, I don't even know if it's really available. I was able to see a clip of it. I don't even think, I think they kind of like took it down or something, but that's just another, like, can you imagine being tether Swift and like, you see this video and you see your Photoshop face and a naked body in bed next to Donald Trump
0: and they Ew. blur. I mean, there's like,
1: they're like zooming in and like, they zoom in on like the person that's supposed to be Donald Trump's like ass, but it's like blur like it's blurred out. It's raunchy. It's so inappropriate and raunchy. Like, whoa get off your tilted stage, dude. Like, come on. Yes. Yeah. It's really not cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I just, that one is like the ultimate as far as, yeah. So that's kind of where it left off. There's really not, that's, See, that's she doesn't,
0: she doesn't have to do anything else because his life is imploding while she is just, you know, continuing right. as the queen that she is. So,
1: because I think that what what Like you said something about the lunchbox days about him being a bully is I think that there's like a pattern. And I think when you Google musical feuds, he's got quite a few with quite a few people. There's something to be said about his immaturity and not being able to take no and not being able to like be the best at everything kind of thing. Totally. So, yeah. And she is just kind of like, okay, this was a blurb. This is what I was able to write some really killer freaking songs about it. And I'm going to go on and I'm going to write some really cool songs about other stuff. And I think are that there if he, are there
0: fans of his that are so loyal that they took his side in this feud? Probably so. There, I mean, yes, there's and be. there was,
1: yes. And there was a lot of people on her side, like famous people were coming to her side, like, dude. And there was a lot of, you know, Twitter. There's actually like a somebody, maybe BuzzFeed or Stereo Gum, something like that, posted like a bunch of Twitter reactions during all of the height of the, the craziness. And there were people that were. On each person's side. So yeah, I think there's some people that believe that Taylor can do no wrong, and there's people that can believe that Kanye can do no wrong. I love it that they can that they can retaliate and write these killer songs about it because
0: exactly,
1: it's just I love it. Cause yeah, it's I don't know. There's just it just gives me all the the feels. Okay, all right. The other That's- one, the next one is really quick. It's a shorter one. It's actually Dave Grohl and Courtney Love. So Dave Grohl we talked about a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. April, mm-hmm. The d- drummer of Nirvana. And Courtney Love is the widow of Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. The fact that I have to, I, I hope people know that, but if it's okay if you don't, I'll, I'll let it slide.
0: There was once so, this band called Nirvana.
1: There was once this band called Nirvana. I actually heard somebody say something really powerful. And he, he said, it was in a, in a podcast. There was a before Nirvana, nevermind. And there was a after Nirvana, nevermind. And mm-hmm. I think that that is so, so True, Because leading up to Nirvana, nevermind, it was like what, you know, the stuff that was playing and the stuff that was going on. And then afterwards, it was like, it literally just shifted. It's almost like the world flipped upside down. Totally. Way, you know? I agree. Um, yeah. So the dispute kind of was mainly over royalties of Nirvana. Um, after Kurt Cobain died, you know, there was this like huge debate over who's going to get the most royalties. And they all agreed when Kirk Cobain was still alive, the three of them. Three members of Nirvana split it a third. No and ifs or buts. That's just the way it is. And so after Kurt Cobain died, Courtney tried to change that. She wanted to get 75% and then the other members split the 25 or some 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 kind of numbers like that. And she claimed that Kurt hated Dave Grohl and he wanted to kick him out of the band. Really? And so she was going out saying all this stuff about, yeah. So Dave Grohl is mourning the death of his bandmate. And you know his bandmate's wife is going off saying he hated you you know, he never wanted to do in the band anymore, blah, 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 blah. And so they tried to, you know, there's back and forth, back and forth. And they ended up just, they ended up settling. I I don't know exactly what they settled, but they settled and they keep it at a third. But Courtney has like ownership of the, the Kurt Cobain, like image. So the music and the royalties are like split, but like anything Kurt Cobain related or image or anything about that is all her and Francis, his daughter. They just kept mouthing off to each other. They would just like say bad things about each other in interviews. And then they would go back and forth for like years and years, for like 15 years. And it went so far as Courtney went on Twitter and said that Dave Grohl was making sexual advances towards her daughter, Francis, who was like a child.
0: Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Yeah. And Francis actually said, she denied it. And she even said, quote unquote, quote unquote, Twitter should ban my biological mother. That's what she said. Ooh. She calls she was calling Courtney her biological mother at that time. There's a lot of brokenness between them, but um Francis is like, no, Dave never we we have nothing other than never. That would never happen.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And then Courtney actually she ended up deleting all those tweets. And so the Food Fighters, their first record. There's a song on there called I'll Stick Around. I believe it was their first single. Anyway, so the lyrics are, they're totally about Courtney Love.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: So he says, or he sings, I thought I knew all it took to bother you. Every word I said was true that you'll see. How could it be I'm the only one who sees your rehearsed insanity? I still refuse all the methods you've abused. It's all right if you've confused, let me be. I've been around all the ponds. You've gagged and bound. They'll come back and knock you down and I'll be free. I've taken all and I've endured. One day it will, it will fade, I'm sure. I don't owe you anything. I had no other hand in your ever desperate plan. It returns and when it lands, words are due. I should have known we were better off alone. I looked in and I was shown you were too. I'll Wait, stick so- around and yeah. learn from all that came from it. And he's would be like, yeah, that's totally about Courtney. That's, that's, oh, that's about it. Oh, he did admit you know, it. Cause I was going to
0: say those lyrics are a little more vague. That doesn't feel as clearly, you know, tied yeah. to her, but
1: he came out and said it. There has been, yes, he has come out and said it. And he has said that that's about it. I believe there was you. Another song that there was speculation, but he didn't come, he didn't admit to it. So yeah. And then it kind of just like fizzled out. There was a lot of like, you know, interviews back and forth. And then Nirvana was inducted into the hall of fame. I don't know if I have the year for that. And they, they hugged it out and they were like, this is stupid. And they, and they've kind of just like let bygones be bygones and they're, they're able to move forward. Courtney Love never wrote any songs about him or that she's admitted to. And there's no songs about him from, you know, that I know of her songs, but he wrote, I'll stick around in retaliation to her.
0: I wonder if, oh, I, I don't wonder. I would bet mm-hmm. that there was some negative mm-hmm. feelings about her. I mean, at the time of his death, Mm-hmm she and him were very tumultuous. He went into treatment. He, he, you know, left treatment. He may have had at the time before his, before Kurt Cobain's death been like, man, I wish Kurt would get away from this woman. Like she is not good for him. You know, I wonder if there was some animosity. I mean, I know there was a lot of, I mean, the public, there was kind of a public feeling of these two are a total train wreck. This is not going to end well. Right. And yeah. and I think that people liked him more than they liked her.
1: So Absolutely. I feel like oh, the yeah. general
0: feeling at the time was, God, I hope Kurt Cobain can get away from Courtney Love. I mean, so uh-huh. he was up close and personal to that. So it could be that their feud was about much, much, much more than royalties. Totally. So much emotion behind it.
1: Yeah. And he had, they had the bandmate, never or the, the surviving members of Nirvana, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, they both kind of were like, we're not going to talk about Kurt. And they kind of were really private. I don't know if you, there's not many interviews that Dave really talks about him. Whereas Courtney, that's all she talks about. Yep.
0: Yep. And there and, was a the private investigator she hired. And there's been a couple kind of mm-hmm. sketchy documentaries where, There's a really bad one where the investigator that she hired does a documentary and it's so skewed and so not credible in my mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it sounds
0: like Mm -hmm. the other members of Nirvana took the high road, which she was not going to do. She just wasn't.
1: Right. She does not back down. She was not about to just like leave that quietly. And she claims that all of the, you know, the disputes were about the royalties. And she, you know, you know, she's like, I just you're trying to steal from my daughter's, my kid's food, my kid's dining table or something. She said something about like, I'm trying to feed my kid and you're trying to steal from it. And it's like, no, she was big on like Nirvana was Kurt. Nirvana was Kurt Cobain. And the bandmates were like, no, it was, we were in this together. We were a band. Right. And, and hey, I have, an yeah, a he might the face of it.
0: I have an idea Courtney love how about if you and your stupid band whole go make another album then you could feed your kid oh wait maybe you can't because you totally suck in terms of your talent compared to your husband's
1: I mean this this is
0: a podcast about throwing shade this episode right about these artists throwing shade yeah it it, is this
1: this podcast is one yes Mm
0: -hmm. so I'm gonna throw shade at Courtney love because I'm not a big fan
1: I am a really big fan of her album "Live Through This." I think that that album is like one of the greatest albums. It's phenomenal. But I dropped off after that. I did not like "Celebrity Skin." I just i I was like, "Why isn't she pissed? Why isn't she screaming? Why isn't she like rocking rocking out?" I needed that angst. She went to she went to Hollywood, which it was a she's talented when those albums. But yeah, I think that it 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 just went downhill from me in that regard but I love live through this that album is fucking good
0: yeah I did like her angst I do like some of the songs on that album I'll give her that but I don't know just generally Mm -hmm. just generally she has a bad reputation
1: she does have a really bad reputation and you know you literally have like the black and white like you have Courtney Love, who has this horrible reputation. She's like, you know, been doomed, like, you know, the the Yoko Ono of, you know, grunge and like the horrible mother and all these horrible reputation things. And then you have Dave Grohl, who we've talked about is like the nicest guy in rock and roll. You know, she's got this like, and you, they just were at each other's throat. But it's good that this one definitely fizzed out. Like she's like, okay, I think they've kind of, they've mellowed it out. Like they've settled the score, which is great. And there's really only one song really that they... That retaliated from that. So that kind of is, you know, our grunge feud, our grunge god and grunge goddess. We have another feud. Uh, we're gonna talk about real quick. Neil Young and Leonard Skinner. Mm. Do you know if they're when I first say those two, does anything ring about? Like, do you know anything about either one of them as far as like what their association is to each other?
0: My wife is gonna kill me when she hears this because she loves both of these um Leonard Skinnard, the band and <laughs> Neil Young, I don't know anything about what relationship they might have.
1: Okay. So this one's actually really kind of, I don't know if I want to say fun, but so um, Neil Young wrote a song called Southern Man on his album After the Gold Rush in 1970. Okay. So this is quote unquote, the lyrics are vivid, describing the racism towards blacks in the American South. In the song, Neil Young tells the story of a white man and how he mistreated his slaves. So he basically, in the song, he's basically calling out the South as if they were like the, you know, they were the main problem of racism or that's what people thought that he was saying, but really he was just talking about the Southern man that had participated in the, in the slavery. And so Leonard Skinnerd, they're from the South. And they took offense. They were, And so in response, they wrote Sweet Home Alabama. Really? Which is crazy because everybody knows Sweet Home Alabama. But Sweet Home Alabama was written after Southern Man by Neil Young as not necessarily retaliation, but like, let me respond to that really quick. So singing songs about the Southland. I miss Alabama. Once again, I think it's a sin. Yes. Well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. Well, I heard old Neil put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember. A Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Sweet home Alabama, where the skies are blue. Sweet home Alabama, Lord, I'm coming home to you. So it kind of was like a, hey, Neil Young, we're not all like that. The South, well, the South is kitschy and great and wonderful. And we have this Southern twang. It's not just about racism. And Neil's like, oh, shoot. I think I got, I think that got missed interpreted. That's not what Southern man was about. So everyone thought that it was like a jab at the South, but really it was just like bringing attention to the Southern reputation that they had.
0: Now I feel like an idiot because that's the most literal. <laughs> I even knew the line. I hope Neil Young will remember. Like I can sing uh-huh. Sweet Home Alabama and sing the fact that they even uh-huh. mentioned Neil Young. Like this is not implied. This is very
1: literal. And I right. still didn't get it. Same. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, when I was researching some musical feuds, this one kept popping up, but I kept like praising through it. Cause I was like, Oh, that's probably just rockers being, and it was like the write-up for it was always a really small paragraph. So finally I was like, okay, let's read about it. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Sweet home Alabama. Yeah. This is weird. I, I didn't either. Cause you're right. He just straight up says like, I hope Neil Young will remember like he straight right. up says, calls him out. So it actually wasn't A clap back. It actually, this actually was not a feud at all. Ironically, Ronnie Van Sant from Leonard Skinner, he says, quote, we thought Neil was shooting all the ducks in order to kill one or two. We're Southern rebels, but more than that, we know the difference between right and wrong. We wrote it as a joke. We didn't even think about it. The words just came out that way. We just laughed like hell and said, ain't that funny? We love Neil Young. We love his music. So it was kind of like they were trying to be, I think they really did think that he meant, okay, the Southern, you know, the South sucks. Fuck you South. But really when Mm -hmm. they wrote the song, they were like, it became like this like kind of witty little rock and roll kind of like moment in history where it really wasn't a feud, but two really great songs. I mean, "Sweet Home Alabama." Like, oh my gosh, everybody knows that song.
0: I also think I was probably thirty-five before I learned that Leonard Skinnerd was not a person named Leonard with the last name Skinnerd.
1: Same.